What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good? What's good? It's Marcus or Pink. What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. And you got me, Matt or Has, bringing it up in the caboose this week. I don't know why I said that. Either way, starting off this episode, pretty excited. But of course, first things first, a little bit of business we got to take care of. We got patreon.com slash tweak talks. You already know what it is. Patreon.com slash tweak talks. We talk about the hottest topics in Smash. We actually missed last week's episode, so we'll be doing a makeup for that today. And then we'll get another episode out ASAP as well. So if you guys want a little bit of bonus content from your favorite Smash podcast host of Tweak Talks, patreon.com slash tweak talks, get in there and join up. So it'll be a good time. What's going and on, guys? It's an, awesome, like- it's an awesome topic, too. And, <laughs> of course, it's the, our, the most hated Smash character throughout all Smash games. We're going to talk about that. We've played a lot of Smash games, so that'll be interesting. And then on top of that, there's a bunch of other cool stuff, like just bonus stuff like uh, Gavin's offline matches at tournaments and his trophy case review, which is probably my favorite Patreon video on there. So, yeah. And, of course, if you guys like the content, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. And, of course, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate the podcast and let's get into it. Yeah, I w- think for the for the Patreon episode after this one, I'll probably we'll probably just be answering some questions because we do have some questions lined up. So oh. that will probably be the topic after and, that. Well said, Gavin. Another benefit of being a Patreon uh, member is that you can ask us questions and we do answer them. Actually, we get some great questions on there. So it's nice when the... Uh, the content comes right to us, and we're happy to answer your questions. So, yes, sir. All right. So, well, we like small little topics today, um, and has kind of mentioned it before we went live, but it's all kind of leading up to one big thing, which is Genesis in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, but we have other things like. Um, Lumi rank to catch up on that we didn't necessarily talked about. We talked about everything leading up to like maybe 30 or so. So yeah, it's a pretty general episode today, but basically all the stuff going on that's leading into Genesis, Genesis, which is kind of the one of Smash's select few Super Bowl type events. So yeah. Yeah, man. Well said, Gav. Uh, I think, so it's, it's interesting. So we actually have three members of the podcast competing in Genesis this year. And I think it'd be good just to start and talk about our prep and how we're approaching it. You know, obviously people want to hear from you, Gavin, you know, mostly how you're preparing and how you're feeling about the tournament. But Charles and I are also entering. Um, and for me, it's been a long time since I've entered, especially bracket this size. Um, so I think it'd be fun to kind of go around the horn and talk about our prep for it. And Marcus, get in the mix too and talk about what you usually do for tournaments and all that good stuff. So... Yeah, uh, I don't know if you want to open up, Charles, and talk about your experience and what you're thinking about for uh, your Genesis prep. But after that TK episode, I was feeling inspired, and I actually messaged the TOs to enter, and I'm going to be doing it, so I'm glad you are too. Yeah, Haz was a little infectious there, so I had to go ahead and enter. Um, it, it's it's weird because, uh, I mean, I think all, all of us here are kind of in this position except Gavin, but... You know, we're a little bit on the older side, so I'm in my early 30s. So obviously Smash isn't my highest priority. And I used to have this really, it would just be this annoying feeling when I'd enter tournaments and I'm not really practicing and I just get shitted on because I suck and I'm not practicing. But then I I also think that I'm like cursed with knowledge when I'm watching someone play. And it's there's some people that say like out of salt where it's like, man, that guy like sucked and da, 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 da. But when I say that shit, I like actually know what I'm talking about. And I know (laughs) when someone is, you know, flawed in certain things and I couldn't take advantage of them and stuff like that. So it's, it's like this huge ego thing that I feel like I'm trying to conquer because at at the end of the day, I am still salty. I'm still saying that things out of salt. And I entered a local here in Hawaii uh, this past weekend and I mean, it, it doesn't even really matter what placing I got, but, you know, I, I think I went like two and two or something like that. But at the end of the day, it was nice because I went in there and even, you know, win or loss, it was kind of just like, well, I haven't been playing much lately. But at the end of the day, there was things 
I feel like when you put Smash away and you come back to it, you just you kind of remember the things you were working on, right? So I already had my list of things that I was trying to work on. I was trying to do sour dash attack on reaction to the normal get up to back air. Obviously, that's like a huge meta thing for Fox. And, you know, playing more patient was another thing on my list that, you know, just utilize every second on the clock, right? Uh, don't always rush in. You're not the one that has to do the run up up Smash. Obviously, if you can collect information. But there, there's just a, essentially a list of things that I was trying to work on before. And <clears throat> I feel like if I focus more on that rather than like how bad my opponent sucked, right? That to me felt like a better experience overall where it's just like, hey, I'm kind of just like picking up where I left off. These are the things I was working on the last time I was like playing the game a lot. And it was cool. I, I hit like three sour dash attacks into back air on reaction to normal get up in bracket. So I was really proud about that. Um, there was a good amount of games that went under a minute in terms of like what how much time was left uh there was one game that was like five seconds left and i died at like 200 percent or something like that but essentially i utilized every single resource and i was playing a lot more patient um shout outs to my mom taking care of my mom has definitely increased my patience quite a bit timing <laughs> someone out in smash is nothing compared to uh taking care of someone with dementia so obviously that's like a thing that's increasing my patience so shout out to mom on that one and then yeah, I mean, the overall experience was very enjoyable. I, I didn't get to see, like, it It just kind of sucks now that I'm older. I don't get to see a lot of, like, the Brawl or the Smash 4 homies. But there was a couple of uh, Smash 4 homies that were there. Shoutouts to War, shoutouts to Lux7. Like, War was yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Dang. And, um, yeah, and then uh, my another person from GSM, Click, he's the one who, like, picked me up from Wineye and drove me all the way to Copley because I don't have my car right now, so shoutouts to Click for that. And yeah, and then I got to hang after the tournament. I got to hang out with some more Smash Four homies as well, and just we, you know, played some more Ultimate and stuff like that. So it was, it was a really good time. I enjoyed the experience overall, and you know, even though I can't practice as much, it you you kind of like cherish the moments that you can if they become fewer and fewer, right? So it's like, oh, okay, now I I get this one grind session for X amount of time. I got to enter one bracket. You, I feel like you can reflect on it a bit more specifically because. I'm just used to being like, oh, especially back in Brawl and Smash 4, I'm just going to play 50 hours a week or like just some crazy ridiculous amount, right? So you, instead of doing that, it's more on the opposite spectrum where it's like, oh, okay, I only got to play for like one or two hours, but really think about and how did those matches feel and what were the things that you were working on? Were you able to capitalize on some of the stuff? Were you able to improve on the things you're working on? And for me, the answer was yes that time. So it was a dope feeling and... Yeah, I, I'm glad I was able to have a lot of fun with the game and I didn't like leave the tournament feeling like spiteful or jaded. And I, I feel like that usually happens, especially because after about year one or two of Ultimate, I just stopped playing the game as much as like the first couple of years. And yeah, it's just and then obviously like Fighter Pass 2 is like very frustrating and all that other stuff. You're playing a very different game. So, yeah, I think the overall experience for me was great and fantastic. How about you guys? Nice. I love that, dude. Well, it's like you, you hit like my favorite things, which are like personal growth in and out of the game. Like you found things you wanted to work on and then you specifically did because I always say this and it's really tough to set your ego aside like that. But locals are for learning. You know what I mean? Or well, obviously different levels. Some people go to locals just to win and whatever. Get the bag. Get their, get their weekly <laughs> allowance. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. But local, especially if you're coming back, that's a great use of a local. But it's funny because you hit on a lot of the things that I did because I like. Dude, I've been really enjoying getting back into playing the game. I actually flew in uh, to visit Gavin over the weekend, and we played. A, we streamed a lot, like a lot, a lot. I think it was like eight hours one day, and then like five or six the next day, or some shit like that. Um, and I say it every time. I mean, that's that's some of the best practice anyone could get in the planet is playing against someone as good as Gavin. So that puts me uh, into getting in shape mode pretty quick because I lose stocks very fast uh, or he starts treating me like a target dummy and practicing his tech on me, which also, you know, really gets me to want to get better pretty quickly. So love that um, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like on the other side doing his peanut gun cancels or whatever. I'm like, all right, man, you got it. Like it's all good. Half training uh, but, mode, half, half like playing. Exactly. Yeah. Half training dummy half. Yeah, exactly. But it's good. Um, and a lot of it, it's the same thing, Charles, where I'm like, where, did I leave off and what do I need to improve on? And what do I need to remember? It's like three different categories and it's so dumb. Um, but I watched. So one thing I learned is, I don't know if you watched a lot of odds, Charles, but I've been watching a lot um, because my time is so crunched. It's like, I can't sit down and play enough sessions and like do all that stuff all the time. So a great way for me to learn is to watch other people who are good with my characters. And so I realized though, with 
dom he's not like retiring but he's playing a lot less and he's just like you know becoming a like an adult with like a full-time job and all this stuff so i can't like just watch his vods and i was like dude i was snoozing i should have watched other belmonts long ago because they all look at things in very different ways and dom is by far the most creative with like the most unique eye and i'm like why was i trying to replicate what this dude does when there are other like quote unquote more fundies belmonts not the dumbest of fundies but they do like the more basic stuff that's really you know impactful um so i started watching trigger the japanese belmont got he's awesome like i i definitely see a lot of the way i play the game and the way he does um and i was watching squid plumber as well and on my flight home i literally downloaded vods um on my flight back from Gavin's, I downloaded VODs and watched them on the flight and like took notes and like did everything and literally pulled up my switch on the plane and started practicing. Like, here's where I should stand and do, if I'm doing Holy water, I want to jump over the ledge and do it. Here's how I do it. And like just finding markers on the ground. It was really cool. It feels really good to, I'm like, why did I not do this shit like years ago? You know, like, why did I, cause before it was all about like, I'm just going to play, but now it's like, I need to think about, I'm not playing all the time. So how am I going to try to improve or try to sharpen my game a little bit? Um, so the, the weekend was great. I had a ton of fun hanging out with Gavin and B and playing Smash, obviously, is a big part of that. We went to the Sixers game. We won't talk about that because they fucking suck. Um, but it is what it is. That was golly, that was some ugly Only when basketball. you're there. That was awful, dude. They were terrible. Golly, well, they lost their MVP. There's not much you can do about that. Um, but, yeah, it's been really good. I've been really enjoying watching VODs like, while, I'm on the, while I'm working out, like while I'm on the treadmill and stuff. I just download VODs and watch them. And I've just been like – really enjoying trying to get better at stuff like it's to the point where like when i hit holy waters and it drops off the ledge i'm like and i get someone like i ledge trap them with it and i kill them i'm like oh, i did it like i'm so like seeing the seeing the uh the growth is really cool and i'm like dude that's so pathetic because like the game's been out for years i should have been doing this like week one or two but it is I, I was never a labber and i was never a vod watcher really i was just a guy who plays like which is not a good thing for belmonts because they're very particular and very uh demanding um so i had a lot of fun uh trying to improve and I'm still going to do it. I felt bad because I went to a Jersey, a South Jersey local. Uh, and I said this on the mic there and I was casting at that local because I showed up late. I didn't get to the bracket. Um, but I was like, all these New England TOs have been hitting me up for like months. And I'm so sorry to all of them, like truly for not going to a lot of New England stuff and like flying to a New Jersey local, like randomly on a Friday uh, and just being there and casting it. I felt terrible, but I do want to go to more New England local stuff because I feel like there's playing and there's playing against good players like I was with Gavin, but then there's playing in bracket, which is all like, different things that you need to prepare for. So it feels really good, dude. I feel like it just makes me excited to watch more and to play more and just to be involved. Like, I don't know. There was a long time where I was just coasting just by playing good people online and not really entering brackets. But now it's like, I don't know the anxieties there. It's I'm getting excited. So I don't know. Ooh, the shakes. I was, I was shaking in bracket. I was like, Ooh, I was like, Oh snap. Uh, dude. And it's like, I could sit here and I could practice this shit on the plane, but what happens when it's last stock, last hit, I'm running across, like trying to hit the perfect Holy water. Like, I don't know, dude. Players are crazy. But it makes me appreciate everything all our top players do and who, who have been so good at the game for so long. Um, you know, like like most of my favorite players who are still around doing the damn thing. Speaking of, Marcus, what do you do when you uh, study for a uh, – I knew that would get him. It only, I, I knew it was coming because, like, why would right. you it's, – it's you. It's you. If if right. If Chuck said that, I would have expected it to go straight to Gavin, but you, I, I knew it was coming. Um, well, that's an interesting question because I can't remember the last time I prepped for a tournament. Like I, Bro, it just goes. It, it's been years. Yeah, it's been years. Um, but I do remember what I would do. Um, so I, I have like I'm I have like weird rituals, and I'm kind of like superstitious about one particular thing when it comes to like giant tournaments and that's i would never enter a local the week of the tournament i don't know why it, it just it just I felt it. weird i get it it's not gavin nodding it just deals with it it, it, it does it, it does. makes perfect sense it does Especially to because be I have two a week, like two big ones a week. Never do the free local. Never enter mm-mm. the free local. That's what I was going to say. Local, and I, huh? I would never enter my own local. And people would be like, why? Don't you need the practice? I'm like, I, I no. No, not, not two days before. It doesn't work mm-mm. like that. Mm-mm. And well, mine was say, on how- a Tuesday. So it would still be like three or like four days before. But even then, it just. That's too. It doesn't work like that. It just feels so weird. Like. Especially, especially because I know one part of it was, even though I don't think this is something you should think about because 
if you're good enough, you're just going to win anyway. But um, I was, I, I go to Xanadu, right? So it's on VG and like, it's so easy to find infinite VODs of me. And a lot of times when I was prepping for a tournament, the way I prepped and I would actually play Wi-Fi, the way I played on Wi-Fi is like way different than the way I would play at a local simply because uh, my locals, I was like the best or like one of the best players there usually. And I just kind of have fun at those. Uh, so I feel like I would see people like, they'd be like, yeah, I, I took a lot of notes and I studied and I'm like, dude, that sucks. <laughs> this sucks. I don't, I don't like, I just don't like the idea, even though it's not the same. I don't like the idea of them because no matter how different you try to play, there's always parts of you that's naturally going to come out when there's it's crunch time or uh, like the situation just call for it. Like there's just certain things that you're going to do no matter what. Um, because we're, we're just humans and that's how it works. So I would never enter a local the week of a, a giant tournament. Uh, but as far as like prepping, it was mostly just I'll play a lot of Wi-Fi. Um, and then after I played Wi-Fi, I'll play offline for like 30 minutes or an hour versus CPUs because I didn't want to get too used to the Wi-Fi timing. And I always felt like if I, if I wanted to practice something, I could just replicate it offline. Even with all like the trainer mod and stuff, you can kind of force the CPUs to do certain things you want. Not everything, but for the most part, certain things. Just so you have the timing down. And then I would watch a lot of VODs. And the most important thing that I would do, though, is I would I would literally just talk to people. Um, I, there's, there's just a certain way that I see things. And I think that if I talk it out with someone or if I'm coaching someone... And I like explain something, it reminds myself of the way that I see it. So I would like explain a situation of like, oh, I need to remember that myself for when I go into this like big event. Like uh, maybe I shouldn't send my information at this certain time, or maybe I shouldn't take these risks, or maybe at the beginning of the match I do, because oh, a big problem I used to have was I would play a little too aggressively at the beginning of a match, and I would find myself having to make comebacks very, very often. Um, and I tried to like, remember that when I would talk to people about the game, just like random stuff about the game. But, uh, yeah, the most important thing that I really did wasn't so much the playing. It was usually like watching just not even VODs of me. It was just tournaments, like things that would inspire me, things that would want me to play to motivate me to play. Um, like if, cause I didn't travel as much as the super top players. So if, let's say like two weeks ago, Gavin won a giant event, right? And I'd be like, dang, that event was crazy. It went foolish. It's time for me to show up and like see what I can do and try to prove myself out there. And that would really inspire me uh, to fight the good fight. So if you ask me now what I do, I actually just show up. I'm on <laughs> like a random character. Like I'm just, I'm having me some fun. And I, I do like that. Um, I don't take it as seriously anymore because there was a period where I was like in between taking it seriously and not taking it too seriously, where like Charles said, it was like this ego thing that I would be like, bro, I should not be losing to this person. Right. Like I, I know that if I were in practice that I would not lose to this person. But then I would just tell myself, but bro, you're not in practice. So like, how can you even say that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. like, I'm like, I'm like mad at myself, but then I'm like, bro, how can I even be mad at myself if I haven't put in any work? And like, this person's clearly been putting in the work. So like, I can't be mad at them. So that, that would happen for a little bit, but now I can just show up. I'm a try, but like, I'm not going to be like, man, this, this, all this experience should be carrying me like. I, I'm a vet. Like, I'm just going to show up and cook. Nah, that's not how it works. Like, you need to continue to put the reps in, and I haven't been doing it. So, I just show up. And, like, if I win, bet. And if I don't win, oh, man, that was fun. See ya. Yep. But Fully prepared the... to lose to some teenager. Like, a thousand. Like, it just it is what it is, bro. Yeah. It is. Yep. Every now and then it comes out, like, the, like, spark where I remember why I competed for so long and why. Uh, 
I continue to play and grind and really put myself out there. Uh, but it's pretty rare, you know, so. But Gavin, it's not rare for him. Not even close. Completely different. He is still still fighting that battle. In his out on prime. the battlefield. That boy is out there. Soldier. Let's hear it. Because uh, in, in something, not to set you up or anything, but Genesis has notoriously been a tough tournament for you. Um, and I know you care about it a lot. You did get top eight last, was that last year? Last year, first yeah. one. It was last year, yeah. First top eight. So getting up there, what are your, what are your thoughts for this year, Gav? <laughs> um, for Genesis specifically, it's, um, I feel like I mentally categorize different tournaments. And it, Genesis is definitely, even when I consider the, especially with like the lower placements than usual, it's 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 just an uncomfortable event for me. Like from the beginning, uh, for some people, the flight's probably even more difficult. But for me, it's like coast to coast, which is like obviously pretty difficult. I, I know, like for people outside of the country, it's even harder. But you know, it's tough. Uh, the coast to coast and the just usually, just the vibes of the event are so different than some other ones like if i compare it to some of the stuff i've been to more recently it's like an entirely different universe like like it's like a big ass building and it's like just and it feels like i don't know how to say this without it sounding like negative but like you know there's a lot of events there's like a lot of booths and like it it feels like so like overwhelming something like that it feels like so grand to a point where it's like almost artificial to me like it feels like i'm like i don't know how to explain it but it it, it, i i'm not comfortable basically like it's like it like something bring like comes out of me with like just how the venue is like set up it reminds me of like evo and stuff too where it uh like it feels almost like a little robotic like it's hard for me to play at my best like i don't know super big like concrete venue like just like a bunch of booths set up everywhere like 10,000 different projectors everywhere like for some reason something about that i feel like uh makes me uncomfortable maybe it loses like a little bit of grassroots feels to you you know what i mean definitely not grassroots it's like it's like i mean it is grassroots but like it doesn't feel grassroots no like from a smash perspective it doesn't feel grassroots like Going from like my previous, my last tournament I'd been at to Genesis is like total whiplash, basically, no matter what the tournament before Genesis is. So I don't know. I, I was thinking about it before Has even asked me specifically, like, why it feels so distinct. Um, like, even just the stage, like, Smash, Smash, like, main stages, like, top eights or like the stream setup, like, they're all so different. And like, the ones like that, I'm always uncomfortable. Uh, where it almost feels like you're in a void and they placed a stream setup in it. Like, like it, it's like, that's it. It's just the setup and like concrete. Like, I don't know, something about it, it makes it a little uncomfortable. But I liked what y'all were saying about preparing for events, especially Charles starting off with like, you know, you kind of have a checklist of things to work on that you're going to try to follow regardless of what's going on at the tournament. And that's always helped me. Like I always like to say, I, I like to keep myself busy with something. I'm always trying to experiment with something new. Um, but uh, yeah, I, with Diddy, there's always a million things. My, I always have some sort of side project, whether it's like a technique or a character and uh, playing with Taz was great because it was my first offline session in a long time. And we had a couple. And I actually got a lot better at some banjo tech. And I noticed when I was playing online right after that I was pretty consistent with it as well. So I'm getting there. It's been like a couple of weeks of practicing the banjo cancels and I'm pretty good at it now. And uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but for some reason every time I, I play B tells me my movement's better. So... Maybe uh, I'm still still improving and learning. So I've been I've been going to locals. I've been playing. I've been trying to stay productive, 
sticking to my routine is the most important thing for me before a big tournament. Um, so yeah, adding locals to it is um, interesting, but it's it's still been pretty good for me. Um, but yeah, Genesis is, is definitely the tough one, so I have a lot on my mind, but um, I have faith. Yeah, for me, uh, like, as someone who has known about your Genesis history and it's actively been a part of your Genesis history, yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to see how much you th- used to think. I don't think you think this anymore, but how much you used to think that the the coast to coast flight didn't affect you. That flight cooks you. Yeah. Like it's it's really bad, and it's obvious. Yeah, yeah. I think it became more apparent when you just started winning, like all the less make moves. It's like. <laughs> Oh, it's in his backyard. And then, like, yeah. the further you travel, you're like, help! Um, <laughs> it was really interesting to see you do well at Terra, though, despite that. Um, anyway, I, I don't know how long you were there before, because maybe maybe that's something you could look into with Genesis, is, like, getting there a little earlier, just to, like, really let it settle in. Um, yeah. I don't know if you already brought your flight and stuff, we- but that's just something I, I thought about. Yeah, handling the travel and stuff is already so difficult. That I don't know if I have that luxury, but oh, you have pets and stuff, right? There's there's a lot of other yeah, that and just like you know, like just buying the flights and everything, and like trying to be ahead of schedule with the other tournaments. That I I don't know. I I didn't even. It, it would be nice to get there early, but I'm gonna try to. I'm I'm hoping the uh, the diet can help me keep up with everything and have energy and whatnot and also try not to be too uh impulsive like uh not sleep all day as soon as i land or something like that i was gonna Uh, say before marcus jumped in you're this is a new improvement that even since last year that you are more consistent with your schedule and your discipline outside of the game i think which is super important and i think that's what marcus is getting at too with the sleep schedule and for Terra we did get there very early we were there the Tuesday before we got there late Tuesday or whatever yeah. early Wednesday so we were there for a couple of days and I think you're getting in pretty early for Genesis not like a week or anything before but you're getting there pretty early right yeah yeah I'm getting there Thursday and since I don't do doubles or anything um technically it's a little little early. Terra was interesting because because of the situation when it like I had like there was so much uh, downtime that like I was vod reviewing a lot and I was like playing a lot like on my own just like keeping myself warm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I it, it's hard to say. But yeah, I something interesting about Smash Four back in the day when I would go coast to coast was it was often the same venue every time or like the same area with like two GG events. Yeah. So eventually you get used to that regardless of how tough the travel is. Like I do have a level of comfort with knowing I'm going to the same place I've been to once or twice already or something like that. Like let's make moves is so easy in terms of even if it's Florida, even if it's Miami, like I know who's running it. Like I know I don't have to worry about uh, anything. I, I know I don't have to worry about, you know, Everyone knows me and and my girlfriend, and we'll be fine. And uh, but especially if it's in uh, at the New Yorker, like we've we've had that like a few times. So it's like it's so easy. And with Genesis, there is a level to that too. Like I I've known the event since I started, and I've gone to it a bunch of different times. So um, that that makes it easier too. But but yeah, I think at the end of the day, like as historically difficult as Genesis is for me, it's probably not even worth looking too deep into it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it just, you know, things add up and it probably makes it look worse than it actually is. But um, yeah, last time I, I would say my game plans were all over the place and sometimes they would shift depending on like what happened in my previous match. And that's definitely been a habit of mine in the past, but I feel like it's a habit that hasn't popped up in quite a bit. 
Um, usually I stick to my game plans, win or lose, and I don't do anything uh, too reactionary to like a loss or something. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm staying practice and productive, like I said. Um, but we don't have too much to talk about because the, the brackets or seating aren't out yet or anything. But it is cool to hear everyone's thoughts leading up into it. I'm excited, I mean, dude. You're safe from from one of the one of the J- Japanese players who won't be there. Oh, Aquila. Yeah, you're true. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure who's going or not going. I was hearing things, but I didn't confirm anything. Ah, friend of the uh-huh. show, Nehru. She's got our back. She's confirmed many Japanese players. I think it was something like forty Japanese players are coming. I was actually doing her. I know, dude. It's so sick. Let me see. I have a DM. Yeah, it's right here. I think I put, yeah, around 45 players, she said. I am very curious. Do we know why Akola's not coming? I mean, that's crazy. When's the last time someone was ranked number one and didn't go to Genesis? Like, has has that ever happened? I think something that's interesting is Never an ultimate, no. I don't think, um, I'm not going to say it's not important, but I don't think you have to travel outside like our travel to North America to have a high ranking in Smash Ultimate at the moment. I think you I think realistically with the amount of major tournaments that are in Japan, it's not like Genesis is like the most important thing on everyone's radar. It's definitely up there and it's one of our few things that are on that same caliber, but they don't happen as often. It just like, has legacy, right? That's like, really the only thing it has over it, everything else. I know it's like probably a, a P tier, and I think it was last year. But, um, for example, during Let's Make Big Moves weekend, Let's Make Big Moves was an S-plus tier this year, and they had a tournament that same weekend uh, that was a P tier, and then the weekend after that was an S-plus tier, and that was just the tournament after their P tier. So... <laughs> Yep. realistically it's not some like crazy bad thing for anyone if they don't go to genesis especially if they live in japan crazy crazy statement but i know the three of you will get me japan is the new socal you see what i'm saying yeah come on i know what you're saying i know what you're saying that's a i don't know i don't know if that's true but (laughs) How in many Smash local 4? SoCal players? Yeah, it's in, in Smash Four. Yeah, how many yeah, local yeah. SoCal players made the PGR? Like so many of them. Very they deserving. Major, <laughs> they were able to go to a major every weekend, and it was Smash Four. Like they were bound to get a pretty good win here or there. It was very difficult to get PGR'd if you went to no SoCal tournaments in Smash Four. That and for people that. Uh, weren't around during Smash 4. There was an organization called 2GG. They teamed up with Esports Arena. And um, I mean, eventually they split off and 2GG did more stuff. But pretty much there was, like like has said, there was pretty much a major every weekend or every other weekend. So a lot of players would travel out. And it's just crazy to think about because even thinking back to, you know, Smash 4 early alt, if you missed Genesis, if you missed an Evo, Dude, you're hurting yourself so much in terms of rankings, but I love how Gavin is bringing up the ecosystem where the best player in the world, eh, I can miss a Genesis. It's okay. There's a there's a P tier every other week here in Japan. Like, why do I not even, Genesis? That might not even be the situation, right? Like, it, it might be personal or like just... Oh, of right, course, of course. Or just right. doesn't want to, blah, blah, blah. Like, any, any of that is fine, but what I'm getting at is it doesn't necessarily have to impact anyone negatively if they don't go, especially... Yeah. Uh, if they live in Japan, I was gonna say, yeah, it's not like we're sitting here saying, "Wow, he's screwed!" Like he's like he can't be number one anymore, which would have been the case, like even just a couple of years ago. But now that we have, and I hate to bring it up again for whatever 180 episodes or whatever we're on, this is this is the global game. It really is. There's so many good tournaments every weekend all over the globe, including EU, which has had an amazing tournament this weekend as well. Shout out to Zamba holding it down. Course. Over, over in, a Valhalla. Yeah. Don't know how <laughs> the kid is a better there? bro. He's a better world traveler than all four of us combined. I don't know how. Like that is ridiculous. Um warrior yeah. out here. Won the tournament. Lugie had a good tournament. My man Lancelot had a good tournament. That's what I'm talking about right there. Little Roy, little Krom. You got a win on uh Tarek. You got some nice wins that tournament, so it's really good stuff. I but that's like the point is I love EU Smash and Japan Smash and NA Smash. 
and the top of Lumi ranking was like a pretty healthy mix of a little bit of everything. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was it uh was it four Japanese players? Uh two from Mexico, one Dominican Republic, two from US and then one Canada. Yep, that's right. Riddles yeah. in Canada. Akola, Mia. Oh, and Ushidora, did I say one EU? Shizan. I hope I said one EU. It's come on, it's Gluto, we know. Yeah. Gluto, obviously. <laughs> and then then Sonic Spargo, uh Light and Tweak. Yeah. It's just it's a really well balanced game globally, which I I feel like this is the first time that's ever really happened, which is really cool. Um I'm trying to think because ramen was top 10 in smash 4 for a while but i'm i'm trying to think of how much japanese it's representation was in top 10 like at any point in smash 4 low key I, I, brawl was a global game low key whoa on the lowest of the, keys the tournaments were not as large but that was a glow gluto mr r Ocean. leon and then we had Japan or Abadango, Like it was, yeah, that, Ooh. that, that was strangely a global game. I didn't even really think about it until yeah. you started. That is, you're spitting, bro, for sure. And Damn. maybe it's, it's always been that way. We just haven't, it's now we're like truly, truly seeing it because there's so much talent in a lot of different areas that it's finally like gone to one place you know what i mean like you can truly see because i think that's what that's what uh like genesis and smash con that's what those really are right like usually it's every almost everyone in the world fighting their hearts out and then there's like the other majors where like half of the top 10 goes and the other half is chilling and then the next major, the other half that was chilling goes, and then the other half, but but like the Genesis's and the Smash Cons, normally that's where like everyone goes. But it's interesting now that I feel like there's a possibility that Kagaribi is going to become that, where because sure. Akola's there, because Mia's there, you got to get your wins on Yoshi Dora, you got to get your Shuton wins, your Ken wins, like get them all they're hot. You, you got to get the wins. From somewhere, and they're not. If they're not coming here, you know, it, but like three or four times a year, well, how are you gonna get them? Like you're gonna have to start to go there. And I think Kagaribi's like that tournament. I think with ten was what really like set the the precedent, right? To where now I know people who are like, oh yeah, I'll be at the next Kagaribi for sure. Like I will not be missing that, you know. So I was at Kagaribi ten. It was you were at Kagaribi ten. That was the best tournament last year. I mean, I mean, it's probably gonna be the best litty. tournament this year, low key. I mean, I'm trying to go to Kagaribi eleven because man. it's Give me there. again, it's Damn. one of those things. Like what, and it's also fresh, right? Because we're gonna get a lot True. of matches that we never really get to see. Like we're gonna get. Hopefully, we're going to get to see Leo versus a lot of people. We're going to get to see Gavin versus a lot of people that don't really travel outside of you. Like, imagine, and I hope this doesn't happen, but imagine Gavin sits down and Rara Kuhn sits down. Oh, no, not loot, not, not, not Luggy. I'm good. I'm not trying to see Gavin fight some Luggy, but it's going to be hype. I'd be like, oh, snap, Gavin, get in there. But then I'd be like, yo, Gavin, no, not Luggy. <laughs> or like even trigger Dude. i mean like uh the, the japanese uh belmont player that would be crazy Gavin's right for that you might I, obviously he has the has training yeah, right? come on run man. into a duck hunt that's not right oh yep. I mean, you never know like and then i'm like gavin no <laughs> have you oh. fought righto in ultimate dude see or or it could just be righto and then uh, they banjo ditto oh snap light too like seeing light versus like basically any of like the household Ooh. names in North America that haven't competed in Japan yet. Like you said, it's fresh and like uh, seeing us go, go there would be really nice. Um, and if anything, it's probably a requirement at this point um, for, for this year. So um, yeah, it's the game's always changing. It's a global game and um I don't mind having to, you know, change with the game. You know what I mean? Whether it's like tournaments I attend or whatever, or uh, or what I have to do to win, blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, uh, 
it feels like uh, this year like truly is just getting started. And if anything, it really hasn't started until Genesis like wraps up. Like it, it feels like a like another calm before the storm type of thing. Um, since Genesis hasn't hasn't happened yet, it really feels like like all these like regional type events and like across the globe, it's all really just leading up into one thing. Um, it's just crazy. Cause I've been doing this so long. It really feels like I'm just like reliving a lot of similar things all the time. Like you really, really get used to it. You can kind of start to just like predict and feel how things will go down. I mean, Genesis is always the kick start to the year, right? So yeah. I'm really excited. It's going to be, it's going to be super fun. The event's always dope. And then even just thinking down the line, there's so many amazing events coming up. Like I, I really want us to plan a trip to go to Kagaribi. I think a bunch of, cause the NA invasion was really fun for Kagaribi 10. And I think everyone that is an NA competitor saw Kagaribi 10 and they're like, fuck, why didn't I go? I gotta, dude? Everyone, I gotta go. Yeah. Everyone was telling me to go. I didn't go <laughs> because I was kind of on the fence, but now you know for sure you want to go or mo I, I would say most people want to go to Kagari 11 for sure it, dude it's one of my favorite things about smash is the people that are the well people yes but the places that it's taken me around the world is so cool like it's such a good excuse or good opportunity to be like i'm gonna go especially top players you know you have a reason to go or your commentators who were able to hop on it's like well i'm gonna go for this event but also i'm gonna go a week beforehand so i can actually experience the culture and the the people and the vibes and the food and all that good stuff that comes with the, I, I like to travel though. I don't know if everyone's in the same boat, but damn dude, it's, it's been a, a pretty wild and crazy ride here, man. Smash. And it does feel like it's a good time of the year to reassess or think about all this stuff as we go into Genesis. There's, there's a lot going on, man. I'm super excited for Genesis though. Um, not just to play, but mostly just to see what's going to happen, dude. It, it really does set the, even if Genesis, like you said, Gavin, doesn't have the impact it used to just by sheer volume of tournaments, right? Like that's all just looking at numbers, no emotional attachment, because I think we all feel that way about Genesis still, that it's like one of the most important tournaments of the year. I think most people emotionally feel that same way. Um, and it does really set up a lot of storylines for um, what's going to happen. Like the easiest talking point is how is Leo going to do? Like that's that's his, his Mr. Genesis. Everyone keeps saying that all the time. How is Leo going to do a Genesis? I really hope he shows up and I really hope he does well. I think everyone, it's such a, it's so weird too, like talking about the flip on Leo because it used to be all we want to do is see Leo lose. Like if anyone else wins, what a W. Like that was way more entertaining. Now it's like, please Leo do good. Like it's so, <laughs> it's crazy how fast things change, man. Like it, I guess I shouldn't say fast. I mean, that was a transformation over a couple of years, but Damn, dude! I want to see I want to see Leo with the passion, bro. I think he's gonna bring it too. I think he feels some sort of way about this tournament. Yeah, for sure. You don't know what you got till it's gone, man. Everyone's <laughs> like, man, Leo always be winning. He's always being in grand finals. Oh my goodness, man! This guy's too consistent. And then all of a sudden, things change up, and everyone's like, "Come on, Leo! Like, play this please, character Leo. or <laughs> this character." But like, if you play this character, you might win more. And please, we need to see you back in these top twos. Fight back. Oh, I mean, you see it happen in other sports. Like, like yeah. people ain't know. Like, they knew Jordan was special, but they ain't know how special bro truly was. People knew Kobe was special, rest in peace. And then dropped that 81, stopped playing, and people were like, bro, that dude was ridiculous. And I just know the moment LeBron retires – People are really gonna be like, "Oh, his impact on the game was like that." Yeah, oh. he'll finally, he'll finally get the true flowers he deserves. Not until he's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Not until he's gone. Yeah, on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, clowns like Tyrese Maxey holding up a piece of paper with fifty-one points on it. Come on, man. Jeez. Why <laughs> Sorry, did he play? Why, why did he catch that straight? He, had a <laughs> he did have a great game. I know. And I like Maxey. I just wanted to see Gavin's reaction. I'm sorry. I actually really like him. Why do you hold up the paper with 51, though? That's embarrassing. Come yep, on. them people that say Steph don't do nothing and run around the court, all he does is shoot. Watch <laughs> when he's gone. Y'all gonna be like, yeah. dang, it's kind of boring. Where are them shots from half court? Like, you just never <laughs> know where bro's gonna pull up. That's Leo. Bro's winning too much. Where are them half court shots, Leo? What's That's that? what I'm saying. When Gavin's <laughs> gone, they... Gavin's so boring. Sonics. Sonics is so boring. Like all they do is camp. I guarantee you when they stop playing, they're like, dude, this that was that 
that was master class. Like, <laughs> what are y'all even? It's tough, bro. Another storyline I want to touch upon is Zachary coming to Genesis. What was okay. Zachary's breakout tournament? Genesis six. You already know. Zachary top eight. I know. I know. Has an E got a little bet going on on that. We do. Yeah, we got a hundred. motivated on. Zachary coming through, bro. Storylines lining up, dude. You guys got to stop talking about it. I don't want him to hear this and get motivated to uh, prove me wrong. But it's not even about being wrong. I I like Zachary a lot. Obviously, I think he's a fantastic player. He's like everyone's favorite player ever. So I'm not like betting against him, even though I, I literally am. I'm not betting against him. It's just like, dude, it's Genesis. Like anyone getting top eight is really difficult. Like really, really, really difficult. Um, and I feel like he's been a little streaky after that one big performance with, with Pitt. And it's not even against him. I don't even know what his seed is. I don't know if that's out yet. But I feel like that would be beating his seed. I do not think he's seeded to get top eight. But I still no. think he could do it, obviously. I think it's a good bet overall. I actually wanted to get Marcus's opinion on it because I know he's good at I, – I need to see the brackets. I'm glad we made the bet before the brackets came out. Um, that makes it more fun. Did you even give E odds? Because you definitely have – He to, asked like... for it. No, because oh, the competition okay. was exactly – He was like, dang. Yeah, wait for Genesis. Zachary's easily going to get top eight. Easily. Like, easily? I know. I was like, are you serious? He goes, that's the GOAT. I'm like, well, it is. Yeah, but like – if he's gonna make top eight, he's like, You want to bet on it? I was like, Yeah, obviously. He tried to bet five dollars. I was like, Are you fucking serious? Dude? Why? I was like, I'm- As like, we're in our 30s, we're not betting, $5. yeah, exactly, dude. That's what I was like, What the fuck? we're not teenagers, dude. Come $5? on, five dollars. What is this recess? Jeez, God, it was so- dude. I was like, Make it, make it at least 100, dude. Oh my god, so but it, it, a lot of it is just in the spirit of competition, and obviously, I was excited to watch Zach Ray play anyway. I that kid is amazing, and I, like I said, he's like everyone's favorite player, basically. So, I'm excited yeah. to see what he does. And it's not that he can't make top eight, I just think it's so difficult at Genesis. But I did want to get Marcus's thoughts on it for sure. We have a uh, a list of all the players going to Genesis for like all the really good players. Do I do I at least have a list of like the Japanese players going to Genesis? I can kind of yeah, guess. Yeah. I can kind of guess like after that who else is gonna go, right? But um, I'm I'm pretty sure that if Zachary made top eight, it would not be through winners. Like I'm I'm almost positive yeah. on that one. Um, if he has like a very 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 good bracket for him. Hmm, Maybe he could make it through winners, but I, I don't think that would be the case. I mean, if it happens, you already know I'm gonna get blown up. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that he's not making top eight through winners. But I do think that there's a very high possibility that he could make top eight through losers. Which which Even, way would you guys bet if you had to bet in this bet? That if I had to win? bet, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like uh, I, again, I don't know. I don't know everyone like. So Mia's going. Um, Mia, Shutan, Ken, T, Gact, uh, Meki, Kaninabe, Hiro, Taike, uh, Neo, Yara, uh, Ashimo, Zachary, Niatono, Noi. And, uh, yeah. So Mia's going. Um, I, I actually think Gavin will have a good Genesis this year, and I probably shouldn't have said that because. <laughs> Edit it out. Yeah, now he's. I, I don't know. actually. I don't even think that really out. him. Um, I do think he'll have a good Genesis this year. Uh, I I think that he's found a way that he really likes to play Diddy Kong. That's also very consistent. I think he's finally found like the balance that he was he's been looking for. Um, and it's really funny because it's it all it's come full circle. Like I remember one day he just told me he's like, I'm just gonna stop using forward air. I watched that man on Let's Make Moves. I was like, oh my gosh, this Ford Air is going foolish. Like, anyway, um, <laughs> so. Uh, Kick. Uh, I think Gavin's going to have a good Genesis. Gluto will definitely have a good Genesis. I mean, if Spargo's going, I think, you know, what's really yes. interesting is I think Spargo's like the most hit or miss out of everyone that I've named so far. Uh, I think there's just a few a few people that he can run into that that will give him some trouble um i think sonics is guaranteed to make top eight yeah i i i can't really think i can think of like two people maybe three people in the world that will give him trouble in his entire run so dd tweak light that's it order in that order (laughs) um there's maybe like a, a japan player i'm not thinking of um 
But at this point, I mean, and I've seen the streams, the amount he's working, I think he's guaranteed. So, oh, it's getting interesting because I have not said Leo yet, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, we will, we will see. I think there is a very good chance for Zachary to make top eight. But if I if I if I had to bet, I would not bet on him making top eight now. Exactly. I mean, think of who you just named. Like, how many consistent players? Not that. Hey, top eight could be all people we don't predict, and nobody consistent makes it into top eight. But that's what I'm betting on. You know, like that's the consistent players make it there. That's like five slots in top eight, and then they're he's fighting basically for what three, four spots maybe, unless he wins, makes it through winners. I mean, I, and like again, like Ken usually recently has made those runs. Uh, they said Umeki's going. Umeki's, you know, mute ace Zomba. The buzz, like there's a there's a lot of players where I didn't even say riddles. Like, if if riddles is locked, if riddles if riddles is competing in Street Fighter and Smash at Genesis, because I think they're both there, I would be very impressed if he made top eight at both. But I think if he only focused on Smash at Genesis, I think he could top eight. Like, and I I. I don't even think it would be a question unless he ran into like. Yeah, I think he could top. He, uh, he gonna... would run into Sonics or something like. Yeah, I think in I mean, a way though. He could play better in Smash if he enters both. He could. And I won't elaborate. He, I, <laughs> I think, I think that that is also a possibility. But for the entire weekend, especially considering how good he is in both. The amount of stamina that he will need for that yeah, entire weekend. That, that, that's tough. But there's just something about like like you'll be distracted to the point of where you're just gonna just you're just gonna do your job on the screen. True. Like there's a flow that you can potentially get into when you're that busy. Yeah. So I'm not saying what he should do or what he shouldn't do, but that that's why I originally said I wasn't gonna elaborate because it's kind of like it could go either way, but Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's something interesting for myself because sometimes I like to. Sometimes I find the balance like it's hard to find the balance between how busy you want to keep yourself when you're not competing and stuff like that. Um. I mean, for for me, I don't even do doubles in Smash itself. Like I'm I'm like a singles only person, so it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about. But yeah, it's, it's always an interesting topic. You know, I was thinking about it earlier when we were talking about like you initially going to Genesis, and I we kind of brought up how when you go to like tournaments early, you you normally do better, and that's true. Because now that I, I I started thinking about it, like summits, you get there very early. Yeah, Terra, you got there very early. I don't know if you got there very early for Kawaii Con, but I'm pretty sure you got there very yeah, early I, for Kawaii Con. Um, and I just started going through a lot of them. I'm like, oh snap! Like when you have time to like truly settle in. Um, then you you normally do very well. It's a random yeah. Yeah, observation. Yeah, I think I do think it's about comfort and about being in your routine, bro. And I think that is why you do so well. Let's make big moves. Um, you're comfortable. You're around a lot of your people. All that good stuff. And I, I think that all helps. And I think I also think though you're just maturing as a competitor too. Like I think that is a part of it as well. Like you're just kind of getting better and rolling with the punches, um, and what comes comes your way. So. We'll get in Thursday, and I'll let you warm me up for my pools, and then we'll go. <laughs> yes, sir. For all the Diddy Kong mains out there. Okay. <laughs> That's like Gavin's chat was like, "Has who do you hope you run into a bracket?" I'm like, "Please God, let them be a Diddy or a banjo player." <laughs> That's, <laughs> There's a lot of play. those for sure. That's all I play this these days, Jesus. <laughs> Then you're oh, going to get man. hit with the reality check. Steve! Yeah, yeah Steve, Steve Palu. Oh my god, Bayo. Like, whatever, man. It's all good. I may, I may play this game for a living, but I'm not playing characters that will help you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, don't worry <laughs> about it. Hey, hey, Diddy's not that uncommon, to be honest. Yeah, Diddy's, Diddy's actually pretty popular. I'd be uh, pumped if I got to play against a good Diddy. That'd be fun. Um, that was the other... <laughs> Dude, I well, I do want to go to new, more New England tournaments, too. I want to go to locals. I'm just super busy with work right now, but I will be going to locals and be playing against a lot of people. So hopefully I see yeah. some of y'all, some of y'all like there. Mars. <laughs> ah, the transition. Nice job, dude. We did watch them play while we were watching those bums. Uh, 
at the Wells Fargo <laughs> Center. The Sixers were down by like 25 at one point. And I was like, all right, let's see what's up. I pulled, I saw that Light and Mars were playing in Grands and Light was in Losers. I was like, all right, hold on a second. I'll pull my phone out here. We did watch the whole Grands. I think it went game five, actually, set two. It's so sick to see them playing. Well, especially yeah, I think was, seeing him competing. They're 3-0, 3-2, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But it's so sick to see, especially Morris playing again. I think it's like a long overdue thing that everyone's wanted to see him try again. It's obviously very difficult to go from full-time competitor to full-time content creator to full-time competitor again. Like, kind of hit that, like, flip that switch so many times. It has to be, like, exhausting and tough. Obviously, I believe in him a lot, and I think he'll do well. I wish he was going to Genesis. He's also not, but it's all good. Something Edge. that's interesting, because when we're – this is a little off topic, but just especially hearing Marcus, like, list off all the players going to the event, just – and there's a clear difference between the very few players that are shoe-ins for top eight and the players that are, like – we know are like good enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like Marcus listing off most of those players and then Marcus saying something like me or Sonics, like just from the tone, you could tell <laughs> who's a shoe in and who's like someone that's just historically good enough. And that's just pretty impressive. Cause especially if we look at it from the perspective of like Zachary, um, who's historically like one of the best ultimate players but isn't like a shoe in at right this moment. Like if you ask someone that's well versed in smash, like who's a better player all time, you know, Zachary or Mia or Zachary or Sonics, they would probably say Zachary, like just at smash bros as a whole. Um, but there's a big difference between talking about Zachary's run to top eight and then talking about some of these players who are like, we're convinced before the seedings even out, which is crazy because this is going to be like the highest tier type of tournament that there can be. I just think that's interesting because you can list off a ridiculous amount of players that could get mm-hmm. top. Eight. Like they are good enough to do it, but then you can list off those handful of people that you know will make top eight, which is, I don't know. That's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Like when I said you're safe from my cola, right after I said it, I was like, isn't everyone safe from <laughs> when I had this thought, I was like, isn't literally everyone yeah. safe? Like that that kid does not lose very often. So Exactly. Nope. Very, I mean, very Spargo and Sonics. They're safe even if he's at the tournament. Spargo and Sonics are have an insane record on a cola. Yep. They do. Yeah. I just uh, it is so funny how our, I don't think this is a I'm not saying this is a shot to the rankings or anything, but oh, I'm excited. The number one player if numbers two and especially three and four go, or no, no, no well, because Spargo was two, right? Spargo's yes. two, Sonics yeah, yeah, is yeah. three. Right. And so, if, if, so there's the f- number one player in the world, but if two and three are at the tournament, he ain't winning, bro. He ain't winning. <laughs> or like the, the chances of him winning, if they get to him, like catastrophically go down. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a very interesting, and I think like the number one, thing i saw about the rankings was having a full year ranking is insane like it, it just seems uh, like yeah i and i think i don't know if they've already addressed it i can't remember they did uh, in or, a tweet yeah uh they uh I, i'm just saying because they talked yeah. about it on lights out so this i think this is a interesting topic to pivot to if you guys want to talk about it so lumi ranks essentially said that if they do six month rankings. They don't have enough data to do top 150 or top 100. So if they only do six months, it would only be top 50. But if they do an entire year, they can include way, since they're having a bigger pool of data, they can do top 100 or top 150 or however much they're doing. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but if I, I don't do the rankings, I'm not doing the math on any of this shit. So I'm going to believe them and on top of that if i had to pick one or the other i would rather have six month rankings with just top 50 i think that's completely fine because my big point here and i'm not trying to like be mean or anything but if you're not top 50 a team's not going to pick you up bro like if you're number 69 or 70 or 80 whatever right you're you're just not getting picked up from a team or at least like a team that's going to be able to make it so you can do full-time esports, right? So in my, I think it's a nice, cool little thing to say, oh, wow, cool, I'm, I'm like 88th in the world. I think that's dope. But realistically, on a business standpoint, it 
doesn't really make sense. And even even ranks like 40 through 50, probably, I mean, you might be still eligible to get picked up from teams and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I just feel like when the PGR made its splash back in Smash 4, the big reason why it was so impactful is because esports teams could now see something and be like, okay, cool. All right, what rank are you globally? All right, sick. Do I want to pick you up? Do I not want to pick you up? How much content do you do? And all this other stuff. But it, your ranking was a part of the package, right? And to me, top 50 is more than enough to get that done, which is, I think, the main purpose of a ranking. I think it's cool to have bragging rights to be like, I'm a I'm like rank 106 in the world, but that's kind of it. I don't think it goes anything past that. I'm a little, I'm just confused as to why it wouldn't be enough data to rank those players. Like it just, I would say it's just not as accurate as having a full year's worth of ranking. Yeah. Maybe um, they're just not comfortable and, with that. Well, data. And I, I do feel for the stats team because it's a damned if you do damned if you don't type thing where, okay, having a full year ranking is great because there's a larger sample size. So you have a better idea of who's actually where people are. Cause the more data you have, the more accurate it is to how someone performed over a set amount of time. Right. So if someone bombs at Genesis and bombs at collision early in the year, well, at least you have 10 months to make up for all that or nine months to make up for all that. Like you're not defined by a couple of bad performances, but I will also say we were literally just talking about how many tournaments there are on a global scale all over the world all the time. There should be enough data to rank all of them or maybe I don't, I haven't looked at the numbers and you know, it is what it is. Um, but I agree where I think, having it being broken down into a smaller bit seems to be what people want, which I also think is interesting because I also see the argument to be made for, well, this is the year 2024. Here's how high you were ranked um, over the course of an entire year. Like that, that's what they were doing. So I don't know if you feel, I mean, Gavin, you're the only one really who's has a personal stake in this aside from, you know, caring about where people land. So, well, yourself obviously on that list. So, uh, it, it's hard because if I take what the, what what they're saying like um, the differences between the requirements for a top 50 and a top 150 I think it is right um, mm -hmm. and I was I was already thinking about that when it initially happened um, like I, that was kind of what my conclusion as to why the top 150 is possible is because they did the, the full one year. So I guess I was already kind of figuring that's that was the thing, and if it was top fifth, like they, if it was six months, it would be less players. But honestly, um, I I don't I personally don't mind either way. I think since you know it was their their big launch thing with it, it makes sense to do a full year. It sounds cleaner, and it's also more players. Like I I like it, it's like a grander scale. Like I get that, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm really not sure like what the best possible play is. Maybe there really isn't one, and it's it's truly up to them. But um, yeah, for me, I'm just trying my best to get as high up there as I can, and I I, I feels like it's not really my right to say uh, how they should do it. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty curious about a few things. Um, well, first, I I'm pretty sure the reason that they wouldn't have enough data and I could be completely wrong on this, but I'm just taking a, you know, throwing a dart in the dark um, is so the super top players, right? It's their job. It's their career. They can go to everything. There's the, usually they either their sponsors paying for them, like the, or they just mm. have to go for it. There's no financial yeah. burden. Players like 80, 90, a hundred, 70, they're probably in in the span of six months. They're probably only going to like three majors, like three really big tournaments. Yeah. So if like another player is went to like a separate three, and then this player went to, and they got like thirty third, seventeenth, seventeenth, and the other one got twenty fifth, twenty fifth, seventeenth, and you're like, these aren't the same tournaments. Like they, they, I don't even know. Like how are you even gonna like break that down? So that's probably why. It would be so hard to narrow it down to fifty people, at least amongst like the the bottom half, right? Because they're probably not going to as many things. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know if that's the reason, but uh, it, I don't know. It seems like it makes sense. Uh, makes sense. But um, as far as the 
full year ranking versus the half year ranking, I've always thought that it should be like a it should be in seasons. Um, I just think that having like a small break is just good for people. Um, but I also am curious if they have one six month period and another six month period. If there's just some algorithm that can combine the two six months, so then you can also have a four year ranking as well. Because I'm uh, like, just so it's not as much more, like so much more work. You just have the first six months. This player was second. The last six months. Oh, this player was six. It's like, oh, maybe that's, I don't know. It averages out to like fourth or whatever. Right. I'm, who yeah. knows. Right. Um, I, it's not that simple. It's not that obviously it's not that simple because yeah. like there could be huge fluctuations everywhere else. Someone could have been 49th and then they're first and you're like, bro, what's going on? Like, where do you put them for the full year? So obviously, it's yeah. but I'm sure if they already have the algorithm for the entire year, then if they can break it down for half and half, they can still use the whole old algorithm for the entire year. No. Yeah, I think it's also fair to say and to respect that they're putting a lot of time, effort, and thought yeah, into exactly. this, and we're so. we're kind of just shooting from the hip, like based off of what we're <laughs> yeah. seeing that they said. You know, like it's just respect, obviously, but yeah. it's also good for people to question and a- ask questions if you're confused mm-hmm. and see, you know, if there's a better way to do this stuff because they're clearly open to it. Which you know, shout out to them for that. But it's all G. Um, yeah, however they yeah. want to do it. I mean, at, at the end of the day, they're the ones putting in a lot of time for probably not a lot of money. So, I mean, we, we appreciate however way they want to do it. Um, just kind of giving our perspective. So if they want to use our perspectives and it can make the ranking system more efficient to how they want it to be, then that's dope. If not shouts to them for even doing this thing, it's a lot of work. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it can be a thankless job and I think even more times than that, it can be instead of thankless, people are like throwing shade or hate at you. Right. So that's, that's, even worse than a thankless job. So shouts to Lumi ranks for, you know, giving us a ranking, whether it is six months, whether it is a year, they work really hard to do that. And I mean, at at the end of the day, even if I prefer six months ranking, if we get a year ranking, at least we have rankings, right? At least, you know, we we got rankings and we can, there, there is, uh, you know, some competitive integrity behind them. We get to see who the best smash player in the world is and even, you know, 150 past that. So that's dope. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank you for everyone for uh, supporting the show, listening to the show, watching the show, supporting the Patreon. Uh, Thanks for hanging out while we talk about the calm before the storm, Genesis. And uh, we're going to get into some Patreon bonus topics. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching, y'all. Bye. See you.